0: Thank you that you are faithful to hear us when we pray. We are thankful that you meet our needs and you supply everything. Bless each heart today as they listen to the word. May it minister to their need. Give us the words to say. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I. And today I'm going to be speaking on Is Your Miracle Passing You By? Actually, it's taken from my little book, Is Your Miracle Passing You By? In case anybody wanted to know, it's in the bookstore. Of course, it's not the whole book, but it's a sort of a go through and pick out pieces. You know, many people are passively waiting on God to do something for them. And then others think that God, well, he's sovereign and he does what he wants to do anyway. But we need to w- wake up and realize that God really is waiting on us. It's our move. It's our move. If we get anything, it's up to us because he's already done something about it. Go to Mark 10. Mark 10. Mark 10. We'll begin reading with verse 46. It's the story of blind Bartimaeus. Now, I know I usually use this in the healing setting, but we're going to use it from, in, from a different direction today. My, Mark 10, 46. Looks like the people on the front row, some have found it on their iPhone their iPads and then others on their regular hard copy Bible. All right, here we go. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great multitude and a great multitude, blind, Bart, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, say, "Son of David, how Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me!" Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, "Son of David, have mercy on me!" So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling for you. Throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man answered, I want to see, or that I may receive my sight, however we want to say it. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you whole. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, you see the Word of God tells us that Jesus came into the world seeking and save those that were lost and set the captives free. What you need to real, realize that the miracle for your deliverance has and, and your freedom has already come, is it passing you by or are you doing something about it? It's up to you to receive what God has already given unto you. It, it's not up to... The minister. It's not up to your family. It's not up to your friends. It's up to it's up to you yourself. Now you'll find there that that phrase "your faith has made you whole" is in the Word of God several times. Jesus told several people that. Now that alone shows us that it's just not the power of God. It's. Our faith. Now, his power had something to do with it. He didn't say my power healed you. He said your faith healed you. Now, when when you're realizing and looking at the power of God, uh, when it comes to the working of miracles, that's simply the power of God. You can have the working of miracles with no faith at all involved. But here, as this in these instances of healing here the power of God was present as well as the faith. It was the faith that activated the power of God. Now, you know, uh, we, if you know anything at all, you know something about protocol. And I learned a lot about this when I was in in the service. We did certain things. I worked with certain areas that sometimes we had to be with dignitaries and so forth and so on. And, uh, you wait until you're, you're spoken to, to speak unless you are told to go in and say something. Have you ever noticed that if you come to my office, even though you, they know you know they have a appointment, you just don't walk in and walk down the hall past uh, uh, Kim's desk and come into my office? You wait till she brings you back and announces you. Is that not correct? Is that not the way you do in, in, all, in, in a lot of places? You have to wait till you're ushered back. I mean, you just don't go up to the doctor's office and just go running in there and go back to one of the examining rooms and sit down. You'd probably get security on you if You did. But there's protocol involved. You check in at the desk, then they put you in line, and then they come and they call your name and they take you back. And, and it, 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 that's, that, in case you don't realize that, that's called protocol. Let me realize that. Now, I want you to realize something. If you're going to get something from Jesus, you have to take the initiative. Why? Because God did away, He did away with that type of protocol when Jesus died on the cross and shed His blood. Before Calvary, there was a religious protocol. You can go read it in the Bible. You, you did not go to God yourself, you had to go to the priest. And then. Then the priest would pray for you. The priest would do your sacrificing for you. You see, that was the proper protocol. But on the day that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, he did away with that protocol. And we no longer have to have somebody else to go and introduce us. We can come straight to the throne of God ourselves. Now, you see I, i'm setting up the, I'm setting this up so you realize that you have to do something you don't have to wait to be ushered into the presence of God. See you have to wait to be ushered into somebody's office so forth if i have to if I go over to our bank uh that we've been doing business with for thirty years, i guess or more than that i don't know a long time uh you know. I know the, I know the president personally. I see him out somewhere or some restaurant not too long ago. we talk and everything. And, but because I've been a longtime customer and even uh, know him on a, uh, a, 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 not a friendly, friendly basis, but a friend basis. I mean, Even though that I don't go to the bank and just go barging up to his go up the stairs and go barging into his office. I have to go through the protocol of being introduced and taken to the office. See, that's way that's the way it used to be in the Old Testament with the priest. But now on the cross of Calvary, Jesus died and shed his blood. Hello. And that was All done away with. That veil was torn from top to bottom. That veil in the temple separated the presence of God from the natural man. And there was only one person that could go in there to the presence and that was the the high priest. And we had to go through the proper pro- protocol. But there is no longer that kind of protocol. Now you can go into the presence of God on your own. Hallelujah. See, now we're getting back. Here's where you have to do something. You see, when, when Christ died on the cross... He did everything he's going to do about you getting something. You're going to have to do, if Bartimaeus was going to get his healing that day, his miracle was passing by, was he going to let it go or was he going to do something about it? See, his his healing would have never happened if he hadn't done something about it, even though healing was walking by where he was. Let me understand what I'm saying to you. See, now, I don't know whether somebody told him or whether he grabbed a hold of somebody, grabbed their robe because he says he's sitting beside the robe, blind and begging, and said, Hey, what's going on? There's a huge crowd. See, uh, I don't know. But somehow they told him it was Jesus of Nazareth passing by. All of a sudden, he realized it was his. This is, this is my time. This is my miracle right here. And he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the good people, the good church people that was around him, <laughs> told him, said, be quiet. But you see, he had faith, real faith. Yeah. Real faith can't be shut up. Real faith is persistent. It stays there till it gets the answer. When Craig was a little boy, he kept after you, he was persistent. (laughs) Until you had to either give in to him or use some tough discipline (laughs) how many of you had kids that way our grandkids (laughs) but sometimes to get what you want you have to be persistent you can't let some little something stop you see they told him be quiet but I want you to notice that he understood something that we need to understand. Jesus was there. And if he was going to get anything, he had to do something about it. There wasn't anybody in that crowd that was going to stop and say, Hey, part of come here. Let me have your hand. Come here. I want you to meet Jesus. No, in fact, they were telling him to shut up. But he, said, he cried no more loudly. Now, if you'll study that in the Greek, the first, word, the first time there's one word used, the second time there's another word used, and the second time it means he screamed out like somebody that is in desperate need to keep from drowning or, or you know, in a fire or something. He was desperate. He would not be shut up. And Jesus stopped. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will always stop at the cry of faith. And Jesus said, hey, who is that over there hollering? Hey, bring him to me. Now the same people, those same church people that were saying, be quiet, now say, oh, hey, come on, blind-barned man. See, he wants you. Come on, come on. We got to go right through here. Isn't it strange how some people are? But people back in the Bible days, are not any different people are today. You can't go by what the natural man is saying. See, they were telling him be quiet, but that's the same as like people telling us today that Jesus is not healing today, then this is not going to happen, and this is not, you know, it's the same same thing. But we got to just cry more loudly. Now, I want you to notice another thing about this. When Jesus stopped and the crowd said, okay, Bartimaeus, rise up. Be a good cheer. I want you to notice something. It says there in verse 50, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now, now, As you study history, and then as the course that I took in Bible school called the Life and Times of Christ, in which they dealt with just the historical and the how, how it was. It really wasn't script; it was more on the historical how people lived, how they walked, how they thought, how and and it helped you to interpret some of the things in the Bible. And uh, if you'll study even history, you'll find out that during that period of time. In, especially in the Jewish history, but the Romans did it too. Uh, in in the Roman world, uh, you wore an outer cloak that distinguished who you were, what your what your status in life was. Bartimaeus had a garment, an outer coat, that said, "I'm a blind beggar." Now it's you know. Often, we, we see people, and their clothes tell us their profession. Somebody says, there goes a nurse. Somebody says, there goes a, a policeman. You're sitting in, 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 at a hospital, and, and a guy walks down the corridor, and he has on a certain type of uh, of, of coat, and you say, there, go, there goes a the doctor. And if you you study something about medical stuff, you'll realize that uh, those that are doing internship or residency, uh, they got one on too, but it's shorter than the other guys. That's what they told me one time. I don't know whether it's still so today or not, but it used to be. You know, there's a fireman. Why? Because of their uniform they got on. Usually right sitting in the second row here because he, I man he has to go to work after. Uh, we have one of our, one of our church members and he has on his uh, uh, coat there. I can see it says that he's the security guard. See, that tells me who he is. Hello. This, look here. This guy right here sitting right in front of him got on a red shirt and there's a red shirt over there and there's a red shirt and there's a red shirt and there's a red shirt. I, that tells me uh, th- those guys are ushers. And then uh you look around and you see those guys in uh in uh, what color shirt is it that the that uh, the um, connection people team use
1: uh,
0: aqua you see them aqua there's one right there. she had on that aqua shirt she is, she is one of our connection team. Hello. You see, different different things identify different clothing identify certain people. Is that not correct? Used to, the preacher always wore a tie. We don't anymore, thank God. (laughs) The other day when I had to wear one for that 50th anniversary, like choked to death. Now it's something it's exciting to understand something here. he cast aside the garments and left them there. His action showed faith. it was his action he he not only cried out but he did something. he left his garments. He was saying, I am no longer going to need that thing. My miracle's right there and I'm going to get it. I'm not going to let nobody take it from me. It's mine. Now, I want you to know something else about this scripture. He was a blind beggar. He didn't have anything. And Jesus asked him, "What do you want?" Well, you know, uh, he could have said, "Well, hey, uh, I, I need, I need, I need a benefactor that will take care of me. I need a house and and and, and stuff, so I don't have to sit out here by the road all the time begging." He could. Have, there's a, There's any number of things that he could have said that he needed because he did. He didn't have nothing. Hello? He could have said, I need clothes. I need a donkey to ride so I don't have to walk. We would have said we need a car, okay? But Bartimaeus zeroed in on the number one thing that he needed. I want to encourage you when you go to Asking. Zero in on your most needed thing, and then go to the next thing and the next thing. But so many times when we go to the Lord, we go with a, a bunch of things, and He'll meet those needs. But you can't stay focused on one need if you're if you're. Bouncing around from one to the other, one to the other. Now, he'll meet all of them, but stay focused on one and get that one and then focus on the other and get that one. In fact, isn't that the way they tell us to get tasks done during the day? Even if you got a bunch of tasks, focus on that till you you get it. Hello, anybody understand what I'm saying to you here? See, the devil likes to use that tactic to get you Focus on a bunch of things at once and it gets you off of what, what you need to really focus on. Oh, that, that wasn't in the mess. That's just, I throw that in. That didn't cost you nothing. <laughs> now, he is still asking that same question today. What do you need? Zero in on specifics. Now, how many of you here remember when you were a kid and uh, your parents might ask you what you want for Christmas? Or how many of you parents and grandparents asked uh, kids and grandkids what they want for Christmas this year? How many of you? You know, and uh, they rattle off a bunch of stuff, right? But what do we come back with? What do you really want? Is that not right? Huh? How many of you have ever done that? What do you really want? They want a lot of stuff, but what do you really want? And that's what we get them. You see, if you want to receive for God, ask for the things you need most first and just go down the list till you get them all. Anybody here do a a, a, a checkoff list for today? You know, it says today, today's task. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever use one of those, check them off? How many of you, if, if you sit there and you begin to read that thing and, and, and you begin to think about how many tasks you got to do and so forth and so on, you get all all flustered and all frustrated and half the time don't get nothing done. How many know what I'm talking about? But if you look at the list and read it, and say, "Okay, here," and you do this one, you check it off. Get to the end of the day; most of the time, you can get all all the checklist done, right? When we go to God, let's go to God with our checklist. Okay, in the name of Jesus, I need this, and then then get to the next one on the list. How I many go? You still with me? You gone home already? You see, today is your day, just like. That day was Bartimaeus' day. That was his day. And he said to him, Jesus, after he said, I want to see, he said, your faith has made you whole. Now, it has to be your own voice calling out. See, the protocol, you don't have to have have somebody to go before you, somebody to go talk for you. You go talk for yourself. Bartimaeus, if he would have waited for those church people that was around him to talk for him, he'd have never got anything. He opened his mouth and he began to talk. He began to say something. God wants to hear your own voice calling out to him. You know, some people say, well, I don't know if I'm good enough or not. You know, my life before I got saved was really bad, and I just don't know whether. Hey, it doesn't make any difference. Paul said, forgetting the things that are behind. I pressed toward the goal of upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. He pressed. He, it says he reached forth. See, you, you've got to do something. You're the one that's got to press. You're the one that goes in and gets it. You know, once you've asked for forgiveness, then accept it by faith and realize that you are no longer that person anymore. You are a person that is eligible to go right into the presence of God and ask for what you want. You see, now right there, sitting on that, right there on that row, right there, second row right there is Blake and, and Cameron and Skyler. Okay. They come up to my office. They do not have to wait for Kim to tell them they can go back. In fact, they don't even pay any attention to her they walk straight down that hall and straight into my office. They don't have to go by protocol. Why? Because they're eligible to do that. Because they're my grandsons. Hey, it says that we are the sons and daughters of God. We are eligible to go right into the throne room. We don't have to wait for some angel to take us down and say, God, Jesus, here's so-and-so. They have a need that they need to meet. No, we can go right in. The Bible says that we can go right into the throne room of God and ask for what we need. It's your faith that will get you healed. It's your faith that will get you released from habits. It's your faith that will get you the finances you need. It's your faith that will get you whatever need you have met. Your faith will do it. Your miracle is already there. But is it passing you by or are you doing something about him? His power is available at all times. You see, I can push a little switch on this transmitter right here. on right there when I turn, turn this on a little green light comes on and it says there's power there did you I mean there's a power button but I right. magnification with that sound system I gotta turn this button right here the power's there all the time but I have to turn that button on. The power of God is there all the time. He's passing by. He's there all the time. It's up to you to reach out and grab a hold of it. Bartimaeus, he just didn't sit there and sing, come by yeah, Lord. Come by here. Hey, why is he singing come by here for? He's already there. I, as, as a kid, they used to say, come by here, Lord. Come by here, Lord. I said, why do you want to? Man, he's all, y'all already been telling me he's here. So why, why are we singing come by if he's already here? He realized his deliverance was right there in front of him. And if anything happened, he was going to have to do it. Nobody was going to do it for him. You know, we have people calling all the time, wanting us to pray for them. They want us to do it for them. They, some of your friends may say, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we can't do it for them. We can agree with them, but they're going to have to ask for their soul self. <coughs> excuse me. Getting too excited. I want you to realize that you have to get up off of the side of the road. Brian Bartimaeus had to get up off the side of the road. If you're sitting there in the dust of your pain and sorrow, if you're sitting there bound by habits and diseases, if you're sitting there needing the Lord, to meet your financial need. Whatever it is, this is your day to get your need met just like it was. that was blind Bartimaeus' day to get his need met, but it wasn't up to Jesus to, that the need got met. It was up to blind Bartimaeus. It's not up to God. It's not up to Jesus for your need to be met today. It's up to you. The person that you looked at in the mirror this morning when you combed your hair if you did and I see some people walking around and it looks like I wonder if they ever combed their hair or not (coughs) let me ask you a question are you going to let your deliverance your help pass you by are you going to be like blind Bartimaeus and do something about it it's up to you. Stand up right now. And you begin to say, Heavenly, I want you to pray, but I'll sort of give you a way to do it. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you right now <coughs> that your power is here. You are available for to, re- to minister to my need and you have to put in whatever it is. I don't know what your need is. I thank you now that the power of God is here. Just like Bartimaeus, I'm getting up. I'm leaving my doubt and fear where it is. I'm leaving my troubles and trials where they are. I'm coming to you expecting your power through my faith to deliver me and set me free today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give him glory. Shout the glory. Shout the glory. You're free in the name of Jesus. You're delivered in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Remember, every day is your day. Every day is your day to receive. Every day is your day to claim what God has said in his word. When he said that he would meet our every need. Every day is your day. Not just one day. Every day. And remember you don't have to wait for the preacher. Or anybody else. You can go into the throne room. Your own self. And talk to God. And thank God that he can hear you. Hallelujah. Are you excited today? Are you going to let your deliverance pass you by? Or are you going to reach out and grab a hold of it and do something about it? It's up to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I think you got
1: something. I reach my hands to the head.
0: people. That was just one way to receive. We're talking about reaching out and getting it for yourself. I want you to notice that Jesus never touched Bartimaeus. All, all he did is said, what do you want? he always said, I want to see. And he said, your faith has made you Oh, He did it. He cried out. We're going to sing this. If you need healing, when you get to that part, reach your hand. I want you to reach up there. I'm grabbing healing right now. Let's sing it. Healing. with us like that because you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. <laughs> or you know what it is to serve God but you need to you need to rededicate your life to God. Or you say, I just go to church and I don't know whether I've ever accepted Christ or not. If that's you on any one of those invitations, I want to pray for you and I want to pray with you But I can't do that if I don't know who you are. So if you need Christ, you need to rededicate, you need a know-so experience, I want you to lift your hand so I know who you are, so I can minister to you, pray with you, pray for you. If you need any one of those three invitations, we also, There's a hand over here, thank you. We also believe in receiving the Holy Spirit according to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 4. Another hand over here. Thank you. And if you've never received that biblical experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit and you'd like to be today, let me see your hand because this is the time to get it. You see, God's already offered all this. We're going to have to do something about it. If you get salvation, if you get whatever from God, you're going to have to go to Him. He's already just like blind Bartimaeus. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to lift their hands? I think I've seen three hands. Anybody else? Hey, if you lifted your hand wanted to lift your hand, should have lifted your hand, would you please step out in the aisle and come down to the front so I can pray with you like I said I would. I want to shake your hands and pray with you right now. Come on. Whether Whether you lifted your hand, whether you didn't lift your hand, come on anyway, if you lifted your hand, if you didn't, if you wanted to, come on, come on. Bring people down. Everybody needs to come. Come on, right now. Just come on. Turn to something. I saw a hand over here. Come on, whoever it was over here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, right now. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else want to come? Come on. We're waiting. Turn there and turn to your neighbors. I'll go with you. Come on, guys. Come on, right here. Just come on. Yes. Hallelujah. Really doesn't matter. This is what it's all about, buddy. Praise the Lord. Bless you. Hallelujah. Bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to to God. Jesus is waiting with open arms. He that have come come right here. I got three books, New Birth, In Him, White Tongues. If I said I was going to give these to you and I put them out there like that, what you got to do to get them? Somebody, there you go. You got to reach out and grab them. You're yours. You can have them. Y'all are all going to get them same books in just a minute. That's just the exercise I do. I can give you a book. But I can't give you what you come down here for. It's a spiritual experience. It comes from God. Not from me. Just like he reached his hand out, I want you to reach one hand toward heaven and with that hand said, Okay, God, I'm reaching up to get what I came down here for. Congregation, reach your hands out as I pray for them. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each of these that have come today. I thank you that every need in their life is met today. Salvation, rededication, no so experience with you. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, guys, I want you to go to a special place of prayer where you can be prayed with individually and in-depth. Get them books. But that same room... On Sunday morning, 9 o'clock becomes a classroom called Turning Point. And you say, what in the world's Turning Point? Well, it's just a class that you go to for a few times to get your life turned on to God or back on to God. Okay, and I'd like you to see the in there next Sunday morning, same room you're going to. Now we call it a prayer room. And then at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning comes a classroom. Would you turn and see Brother Greg right over there? He's in charge of the prayer room. Would you all just follow him to that place of prayer right now? Just go right now and follow him that place of prayer. Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. That's what it's all about. Glory to God. Praise God.